0: Hi, I'm Tiffany, and you are listening to the Legacy Lounge Podcast. If you are a high-achieving, mission-driven entrepreneur who wants to elevate your income, impact, and influence, you're in the right place. I left my corporate career as a creative director for Fortune 500 brands to create a legacy with my work and to support entrepreneurs to do the same. And I'm not talking about having your name on a building or statues in your image I'm talking about leaving behind a positive impact and creating something enduring that can be passed on. You pour your time, energy, and passion into your business. So let's make sure your efforts will create a ripple effect that reaches far into the future. Each monthly series will guide you through the business, leadership, and life skills you need to successfully leave a legacy that stands the test of time. And each episode is totally valuable on its own. We are here to provide you with the tools and ideas to make massive shifts and quantum leaps in your business, transforming you from entrepreneur into legacy brand. So sit back, relax, and let's get into today's episode. Hey there and welcome. I'm so excited to introduce you to our incredible guest today, Catherine Pomerantz. Catherine is an actress turned accountant who capitalized on her artistic background to create money storytelling, a money mindset and management framework for creative entrepreneurs. Her financial expertise has been featured in Vice Media, BuzzFeed, The Penny Hoarder, and so many more. Catherine's unique perspective on money allowed her to open her own accounting firm in less than a year with no previous financial experience. Now her firm has helped hundreds of businesses move towards profitability and sustainable wealth. So Catherine is also a client of mine and she's my accountant. So I thought she'd be the perfect person to bring on today because as we're in tax season, money is on a lot of our minds as business owners, right? And I yeah. love Catherine's perspective. Um, she really looks at money from a more feminine energy perspective. And I know if you're listening to this, you're probably very focused on making an impact like I am. And it's also important that we have epic income, right, for our businesses. So we're going to dive into all the things today. So Catherine, thank
1: you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to get to talk about the little, you know, the softer side of money even during tax season. We don't just have to focus on oh, what's this deduction here and this technical strategy and that's good. I mean, I'll talk that for days, but you really need both sides. So, thank you for this opportunity today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to dive in because I know that working on my own money mindset and the the financials in my business has really you know helped me grow and expand and I think that it's a big piece of our you know from a branding perspective it's a big piece of our brand because if we don't have the foundations locked in then that scarcity can come through in our energy and into our businesses so Mm -hmm. we can talk about that too a little bit later but first people might be wondering what the heck is money storytelling because it's a concept (laughs) that you created and I helped you make the branding for. So maybe you could share a little bit about that before we really dive in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the money storyteller method helps people set up the three foundational pillars that every business needs to be scalable, to be really aligned with how you're using your money to achieve your big impact and to, you know, make a lot of money in return and, and to enjoy it while you get to do it. So we really want to help people. Cause like a lot of times, what I have found is that a lot of business owners are very passionate. They're very talented and they've got a good idea. And so they just jump in and sometimes they can find a lot of success They know how to sell. People like their things. They're starting to make some income. But because they don't have the foundational pillars in place, it's very chaotic, especially for creative thinkers, especially for people who do want to make a big impact and want to do something differently. They often want to reject, you know, systems or things that feel like constricting without realizing that by having strong foundations we have the freedom to really thrive because we are held. And that is really the relationship that we want to have with money. So the first thing is let's stop being so chaotic. Let's stop being so messy. And let's give you the skills and the power to really harness money as a tool to get what you want. So the money storyteller method is actually storytelling. As you mentioned, my background is as an actress. So I professionally for my first career was since the age of 10 onwards have been trained to be a performer, have been trained to entertain, have been trained to connect on an emotional level with the people who I am you know, presenting to. And when I started working with money, I was really good at it really fast. And yes, I'm very smart. And yes, I do kind of am into the technical jargon, as I said, but really the secret was the storytelling piece, which I didn't realize until I was in it for a couple of years and started getting curious about my own story. Like that that I, you can't see me, but it's cute little blonde girl. Like I'm an actress. Like why am I so good at like corporate finance, which is supposed to be this big complicated thing that I find fun to do. And it's easy and it's easy to teach people. And I realized it's because all a financial report is, is a story. Money is just a language, like any other language that humans have created, because stories are how we make sense of our chaos. It's how we're assigning value to our actions and to the things that we're doing. And so because I was so good at storytelling, especially like I was really into the weird art. I love like the abstract, symbolic (laughs) art. That was very me. Um, I was used to abstract, symbolic language. And so I could take money And I could arrange it in a way that made sense to my clients. I could arrange it in a way so that they started seeing the story of their business in ways they had never thought about before. And I think that's the main key that almost all accounting is missing is that accounting is for taxes. It's to get you compliant with the government's like reports. That's great. That's good. We all need to do that. But if that's all your accounting is doing, you are missing out on so much good information and so much powerful like data to make decisions about getting the things you want out of your business, whether that's more clients or more income for yourself or greater impact. And so that's really where the Money storytelling Method was born is that we need to own the stories. Of, I mean, of our brands, it's amazing how similar our beginning process is, Tiffany, where it's like, I got to really know you, I got to really know you, what you want and why you're doing what you're doing so that I can start telling that story with you in your bookkeeping, in your tax strategies, et cetera, et cetera. So the methodology, the three pillars, we're going to start with that money story, get really clear on your past stories and histories with money, and then how you want that to change for the future. So what's going to be your past and future money stories. Then we'll work on money systems. Are you having accurate, timely data to give you that information? And we put it all together into a map. Every good story needs a treasure map. And so what is your map that's going to point the direction that your business, that your life is going to go? And how are you going to use that map to strategically think through what's happening in your business, where to focus, how to prioritize, how to spend, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for walking us through that because I think that's really what sets you apart is we can look at accounting and finances. And for the people like myself who don't necessarily enjoy it, like I said, as a creative, I would not even really look at my bank account. I'm like, I'm here to serve people. It doesn't really matter. Like as long as my bills are being paid and as long as I can figure that out, you know, and which is, I know like in the back of my mind, I knew that really wasn't the right way to be going about it. And everybody has different personalities, you know, and that I just find a lot of, Like you said, creative entrepreneurs don't really enjoy that process. And so we don't pay enough attention to it. But I love the money storytelling because it allows you, like you said, to enjoy the process while you're going through it and look at things from more of an objective view is like, how is this money being, you know, used and what's the story that's being told? Because money is also can be very emotional, you know, even though, like you said, it's money is energy and, you know but we put so much of our personal worth and value and our success, you know, we've just been conditioned (laughs) to believe that money and like how hard we're working is all tied up in that. Right. So it can be a really tricky place that either people avoid or they get almost too obsessive with maybe I'm sure you've seen it in different, you know, different people taking it different ways, but it's It's so interesting. So maybe we could go there next is like, when, like, what are some different things you've seen in people's money stories? Like what are, like, what is the first thing that you would do with people and maybe give some examples of clients that like, how has the money story been useful or helpful?
1: Sure. So you touched on something that I'm going to highlight as we jump into this next section, right? Mm -hmm. Is that you talked about that money can be really emotional and we make money mean things. So I had talked about money story when I was outlining the pillars, right? In terms of what's your past with money. What, what are the stories about money you learned watching your parents, watching, you know, the people around you and how they use money. What have you learned about money so far because of the life experiences that you've had every significant life event As accompanied by a significant financial event, getting married, having a kid, a death, um, you know, a a tragic accident, right? Hospital bills. That's really big for us Americans. So often these things start to color the way we think about money and the way we think about the way that money works. And so the thing that I will start listening for when I'm working with a client is I'm going to start listening for those money stories. I mean, I've been doing this a long time. So without realizing it, people can reveal a lot about themselves just in the way they talk about their experience with bookkeeping or their experience with the tax system, or even sometimes their experience with like clients. Like if I'm seeing a lot of feast and famine in businesses, right? You have high income and then low income, like, okay, there's a symptom of a story that's going there, right? Mm -hmm. Um some specific client examples that I think might be really, really helpful. So, okay, I'm trying to like, just think of a few. I've literally done this with hundreds of people. So I'm like, oh, I've got so many. Um, Okay. One really, really good one. I worked with a woman who was actually very well thought of in her circle. She was a um, boutique owner in LA and she referred tons of people to me and everyone who ever like knew her, spoke so highly of her. They were so impressed by what she was doing. They admired the way her store worked. They admired her team. They admired the way she presented herself. They they admired this fast success that she had had. And when we were working together, she was probably making like at least 40K a month, 30 to 40K a month on average, Um, which not bad. Like for being a fairly new business owner, hey, I bet a lot of us would love to make that much money. And I remember when we first started working together, I had a moment where I just sort of like called her out. Where I'm like, "You don't value yourself," and she kind of stopped. It's like, "What? What?" I mean, she just sort of was like, "I don't." I mean, she's just kind of frozen for a while, and then was like, "How do you know?" And what really stood out to me when I was looking at her money and looking at the way her money was moving, right? Looking at her cash flow, looking at her spending is that she was making these high revenue months, but her take home pay to herself was very, very small, a tiny, tiny, unacceptable percentage to me as somebody who like, you know, wants to coach you to be wealthy. I was like, this is not, this, this is barely livable, right? And I, and I got her to admit, I mean, as you said, I mean, you it was a story you shared as well, as long as all my bills were getting paid, it's fine, right? as long as all my bills are getting paid, it's fine. I was like, is it really, is it really fine? How do you, you're in LA. How are you living off of this amount of money? And it took some poking and prodding to be like, no, this isn't livable. And you're right that I don't value myself. She put everything back into her business. She put everything back into her team. Everybody else was getting paid first. And I can diagnose that from her balance sheet. I could diagnose that from looking at officer pay for the year she'd been in business. And it's not, and it's so funny because I talk about that in a money context, but if she's having this problem with her money, like she was having this problem in other areas, right? I mean, I'm saying you don't value yourself. That's not inherently a money story, but it will definitely affect the way that you pay yourself. I mean, the value you treat yourself with. So, and that's a really good, like very concrete example of like, look, I the way that you treat your money tells me a lot about your values. And very often, unfortunately, when clients first start working with me, the reason I do that deep dive into who you are as a person, what are your goals for your lifestyle? What are your goals for your business? What's your mission is because they're having so much chaos and they're having so much stress because their are spending and the way that they use money is not in alignment with their values, mm. but they've never been taught that no one, no one talks about like, how do you align the way you use money with how you value the world and people in it? I I don't think anyone's ever been asked that question before until I, I start asking it. And so that is one of the things that is very, very interesting and individual about my work is that the types of money stories I hear are very repetitive. I hear the same things over and over and over and over again. There's only so many different ways that we can like flavor this like disordered money story stuff where we're not getting the results we want. But the way that that mix comes together and the way that that might play out for us at every level and stage of our business that's always going to be unique and special. And so we really want to start by listening and looking for some of those ways where we're, we're not out of alignment. We're not getting the results we want. And what is the story that might be like obscuring that from us? What what's distracting that from us? Does that kind of make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I wanted to have these discussions too. I mean, like I, I, the, the podcast is really focused on your brand, but like I was saying earlier, when you look at the way that you're showing up in your brand, those things. So for instance, that woman, she doesn't value herself. How else, you know, maybe from the outside looking in, everybody's like, oh, she's doing amazing, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't necessarily feel that way. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's so interesting how there's pictures painted. And I'm sure you've seen this plenty of times, because I know I've been in the back end of businesses, like helping build brands. And, you know, we have a seven, multi seven figure business owner, and they're you know, doing amazing. Everybody thinks they're amazing, but on the inside, like there's no profit or they're in debt or those types of things. So I think it also leads to how we're valuing ourselves and the money inside, but also we so often compare ourselves to others. And the fact is you don't know what's really going on behind the scenes in other businesses. And so we really it's just such a good reminder to stay in our own lanes and focus on what we're doing. And if you have any shame around money or anything like that, I think it's more common than people realize, you know, like when I first started my business, I just flew by the seat of my pants and I was, you know, like I said, I guess the bills are getting paid, you know? And so it's, it's, and I think it's we're something we're always working on, but even if, you're afraid to look at your numbers or you're afraid to work with somebody. Cause like, oh man, if they see the back end of this and how messy it is, that's going to be embarrassing. But what are you holding yourself back from, from not taking the step to get
1: things straightened out and feel good about it? You know? Yeah. I mean, it sounds so, uh, I mean, I, obviously I can be woo-woo on this, this show. That's not an issue, but yeah. it sounds so like, like, When I tell people by avoiding their money, right? And when I say avoiding your money is it's like, oh, money freaks me out. I'm just bad at this. Like it's too overwhelming. So like I'll get to it eventually. Or even like I'm frustrated. Why can't, why can't somebody else just handle this? I have an account, have a bookkeeper. Like this is somebody else's problem, right? I'm moving too fast. So I don't want to be bothered with the little things or this is, confusing, overwhelming, scary, you know, like you have a strong money story. That's just kind of like, oh, emotions are too big. I'm going to avoid a big emotion because that's kind of how we're, our emotional intelligence is not very high for most of us. Right. So Ooh, this is very activating for whatever reason. I'm just going to get back to it eventually. If you're in that pattern of avoiding my money. So it's a huge mess. So, then every time I have to deal with it, it's very stressful and it takes a lot of work. And so then I avoid it some more. And it's just going to be a pattern that repeats and repeats and repeats. And the more money you make, a lot of people assume I'll make more money and then it won't be an issue. I'm eventually going to make enough. I don't have to think about it. And I have, I mean, you mentioned it, but I have real client examples of a woman who had her first seven figure launch, didn't have enough to make payroll, went further into debt that month, even though she just made a million dollars on paper because cash flow was too out of control. Um. I worked with another woman who was, had an eight figure business, tens of millions of dollars for years, nothing in her savings account, because the way that she was taught money is she just gave it all away. She's like, I always know how to make money. My friends don't. So she was always giving it away to charities, to other people, to her family members and had nothing left. And she was approaching her sixties and just was like, what, what now? Like, do I just keep working forever? You know, like, Mm -hmm. so it's so true that, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes, and more money will not fix it. You cannot scale chaos. like you are you are holding your you are giving up your power because mm-hmm. you are avoiding this this money thing. And mm-hmm. I mean that so little and power is such a loaded word, especially for women, right? But like you are giving up your power. And so if you really have a desire to make a big impact with your business, you will never make the full impact you are capable of unless you learn to harness this power. Money is such a powerful tool and it is such a neutral tool. A lot of the things that we assign, moral stuff that gets assigned to money, those are all stories. Those are all money stories. And we don't have time today, I'm sure, but I'm like, we could, we could talk for days about how money is not evil. Um, but it is like we assign story, we tell stories about money. We see stories where people don't use money. Well, they don't use money to take care of the planet or of the people around them. And then we just assume money's the problem right? without realizing, well, so many of those people, you know, if they're clients of mine, as I've said at the beginning of this, they might just be out of alignment with what their values are. They don't realize that they can show up and use this power to be more in alignment with their values. Because how many of us are just busy doing the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next, especially running a business. There's so many things. And so, I don't know, I feel like I kind of lost the thread there because I want a little (laughs) bit of a rant. I'm clearly very passionate about this, but it is like, this is so, this is so much the truth about how money really works for you, is that it is a powerful teammate to get what you want for your personal life and to get what you want for your business, for your clients, for your customers, and you, you owe it to yourself. You owe it to the world. You owe it to your team to take your full power, your full capabilities, and to do something with it. And so that's really what the Money Storyteller Method like helped teach you how to do that. Is like, we're going to give you the skills and the systems that you can use this power for yourself. You can become a microeconomy. I think I'm actually like anticipating your final question for me because I do know what it is about legacy. Um but my work is extremely legacy driven. I, I I talk about it all the time that the more money you make, the more money you can then invest yeah. in that matter to you. The more money you can pass on to your kids, the more that you can pay your team who will go on to pay their kids well, who will go on to pay themselves well, who will go on to invest in their own communities. You truly are a micro economy, the more money you make and the more people you hire. And I just think that's beautiful, right? Like there's so much change that's deep and meaningful that can be done on an individual level that the bigger systems in our lives are going to take decades or maybe never quite figure out. And you can do things quick and immediately
0: Mm -hmm. just because
1: you have the power and you have the resources and you have the money and you know how to use it. And that's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I've really, you know, again, talking about legacy, it's also where the more women the more business owners the more women who have more money like we can become the change like it, even if it's in a micro area or micro community we can be that change and i know that's trite that everybody says be the change you want to be but it's true and i think when we think about impact we think about serving our clients all the time but the like you said the more money we have the more money that we can impact others with and i think you know, you are just when you're more aligned and when you have your money and you're not in constant like ebb and flow, or you know, like, for instance, you know, I made a decision that felt really aligned to hold off on a launch coming up specifically for the reason to like re you know, change things around and looking at, okay, well, how how can we still? Make the money to make sure everything's going. Knowing that it's a time, a season of slowing down in order to speed up, so you feel like you have more control to make decisions, mm-hmm. to extend that legacy and to build your brand. Because when we're always go go go, and the expectation is always like, I have to make more money and I have to double what I did, and we have to, you're seeing everybody else is having these huge launches. Are you really thinking about the long game and the you you know the legacy that you're leaving and and the true impact you're making. And I think a lot of times we don't slow down to think about that, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We really don't. And there's so much that goes into these decisions, these financial decisions that we feel finances, like money dictates to us, right? We feel like, and in, in control, like money is controlling us. Like, Oh, I, when I open up my bank balance i hope i got the cash in there to pay for this right like oh i'm gonna write all these bills i hope i've got something left at the end of the month to pay myself like you know you have an inkling oh i know i've got a big bill eventually coming up i hope i can pay it right or like maybe i'll hold off on spending because i know i've got a big bill coming and when you don't have i mean obviously like we worked on that that forecasting together but it was like yeah like when you don't know how to make a money map and you don't know how to look at expected income and how to look at strategies and prioritization, you do feel out of control because you are, again, you're giving up your power. You're giving up the information you need to make clear decisions. That's one one of my favorite things about money is it's so communicative. If you know how to read it, if you know how to tell the story.
0: Yes. And I'm all about, you know, our thoughts and our, what we say, what we're thinking creates our reality, right? I know to get a little woo on here, but <laughs> if you're constantly worrying about, you know, money and all of those things, then how are you creating a reality? That's going to continue, you know? And even for people like myself, who've been working on it for a long time, it's not like those thoughts are ever going to disappear necessarily. Like, it's just, you, you're more mindful and you're aware, and then you can shift through it and just be like, no, this, you know, like, my intuition is telling me this. I know I can make it work. And it it just feels so much more expansive rather than contracting and like living out of fear and scarcity, um, which is really huge. So with with that all being said, you know, we are kind of in the tax season right now. So this is a very timely message for people. So, you know, you may be listening to this and you're agreeing with everything and you're like, yeah, I feel really on point, but I know a lot of people are probably like where I was in the past of like, oh shit, like, am I going to be able to make, like, what is my tax? It's like waiting and like wondering what the taxes are going to be. And then if you're going to have the money or if you're going to get money back or if you're going to owe all of those things. So like, what would your advice to be to people listening to this that have some of that fear or doubt or like not knowing, um. Like what is one action step they could take like today to kind of, I mean, obviously it's a process, <laughs> but like what would your first step of advice be um to somebody that's that's kind of in that space?
1: Yeah. So I'm gonna cheat, I'm gonna give you two. <laughs> You're gonna one. what? I'm, I I'm gonna cheat, I'm gonna give you two. Oh, um go for it. Cause everyone, everyone is at a different level, right? So if you yeah. are. If your systems are really lacking, and Texas is always a huge disorganization of like, oh my god, like I it always takes so much work, and I have so much to get to my accountant, and you're just dreading the workload, start to spread out your story for this last year. What did I do this last year? Because again, every significant life event is a financial event, and taxes affect every area of your money. So write out what you did last year. Write your story, and then be like, okay what of these events do I need to pull out documentation for so that I can report that it happened? Right. And then you can drill down and like, okay, I know I like, you know, my business might have more details than just like this one overarching event, but that might remind you of, Oh, here's the little details I need to get. And then once you do that, how can you make a system for yourself so you can do this every month? What has been this month? What's my story this month? What do I need to get together and document and save and wait so that when the year end comes, I just hand off to somebody that would be a great action item. And then the second thing that you mentioned, was like, oh, the not knowing. I'm like, oh, if you are working with an accountant who cannot tell you ahead of time what your numbers are, (laughs) maybe I'm biased. Right, what to expect. Um, If they can't tell you that every quarter and that fear is really present for you, maybe it's time to invest in more support. You might want more support in your systems from your accountant or from a bookkeeper who can give you more data so that you don't live with that fear. Because if you're constantly being distracted and stressed, buy money fears. How how is that holding you back? So I know I focus very system me right now in tax season. It's only one of the three pillars, but I think that that's a great place for people to start. And if they are really feeling stuck or like, I would like some custom advice because everybody's story is different. Mm -hmm. I'm currently um, offering action plan calls. So 15 minute call, hop on with me. We'll talk it through. And then I can give you what I think your first step should be each individually. i got 10 of those spots open right now.
0: Nice. Perfect. So yeah, of course, as we start to wrap up a little bit, I know, like, again, we could talk about this all day, but um, I want to be mindful of every business owner who's busy's time here today. I want to just dig a little bit more into that legacy piece. And I know you kind of touched on it, but what does legacy mean to you and why is it important? And that could be around the money piece. It could be, I know like you have a daughter, like it doesn't have to be around Specifically, although it might be so, whatever comes up for you.
1: So my answer is always about money, Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this for I eight years, them. and I have I have nothing else to talk about. Still, I'm still talking about money. Um, no, I I made a decision years ago, before I had kids, before I even maybe made my business. That it's like you know what, when I first started, right before actually, right before I started my accounting firm. I realized how powerful money was. And I was on the way to thinking, no, I'm going to be a small business accountant. This is how I'm going to make change in the world. I'm going to help people retire rich. Because if I can relieve that stress that you're living under, because I can teach you this power and I can teach you how this works, that's going to be my everything. And it's so, tr- you know, we've we heard all the time, hurt people, hurt people. Well, healed people, heal people. And abundant people share their abundance. Mm-hmm. So... That's what legacy means to me is like, I am going to leave a million dollars to each of my kids. I don't know why that number, that was the number I picked years ago. And Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to help as many people as possible do the same. Like I I want you to retire rich. And that's what legacy is about is it's not just about here and now it's about what is my money story ongoing. And maybe you don't want to leave it to your personal kids. Maybe you want to leave it to a foundation or, you know, have it or, or build a business that can run independently of you still solving the world's problems. I don't care how big it is. Let's, let's do more of that, please. So that's what legacy is. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. I love that. And I love that you, the hurt people, hurt people helped or healed people, healed people, um, because it's so true. And that's what, you know, I know we're both about. And so hopefully if you're listening, that has been, you know, that's inspiring to you. And, um, so before we let people know like how they can connect with you and all of those things, um I just wanted to take just a moment too and let people know that Catherine is also a part of the Legacy Lounge Collective that I run. So That's been a really beautiful space where we gather as women business owners and support one another. And Catherine's like our resident financial person there. So (laughs) if you've been on the fence about joining that space, come hang out with us um, because it's really beautiful. We have like mindset coaches and um, I mean every type health coaches every type of women business owner. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a really powerful space to have and continue to have these kinds of conversations. So on top of that, Catherine, where can people find out about you? Obviously your website, CatherinePomerantz.com, which my team and I developed for Catherine, which is super fun.
1: (laughs) And I get compliments all all the time. Everyone's always says I have a great website. (laughs) I do. (laughs)
0: Yes. And I know you have a quiz too. Do you want to maybe talk about that? Or what What would you like for people to um, talk about or walk away with today?
1: Oh, absolutely. So you can always connect with me on my website. As Tiffany said, I'm really active on LinkedIn. If you're on LinkedIn, that's a great way to stay in touch. I'm in the Legacy Lounge all the time. That's a great way to stay in touch. If you want one of those action plan calls, go to kathenpomerantz.com slash action plan. And if you want to be like, oh, okay, talking face-to-face, that's too much, but I would like to know more about this money story stuff. I have a hero archetype quiz. So you can go to com slash quiz. That's Catherine with a K Pomerantz with a Z. And the quiz will give you some like information about your personal money story and some action plan items there. So happy to meet 101. Like I said, I got 10 spots open or you can DIY it a little bit. So go to quiz or go to action plan. Up to you.
0: Perfect. All right. And we'll make sure to drop those links down below this episode as well. So Catherine, I just want to thank you again for being here today, for opening people's eyes to the money story. I money. Oh my gosh. I can't talk. Storyteller (laughs) concept. (laughs) And also we're, we're real on the show. No editing. I just, if I fumble, I fumble. Um, And and really just the empowerment that you're bringing along, especially to female entrepreneurs, because I feel like it's it's can be taboo or it can be, you know, the things people are sharing on social media isn't necessarily true. And, and then people are judging themselves around that. And so just having these open and real conversations, I think is so important. So thank you for being here and for, for taking part.
1: Oh, well, thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. All right. We'll see you. Next time on the Legacy Lounge, and remember, if you're not consciously building a legacy, you're simply building a brand unconsciously. I hope this chat with Catherine inspired you to take action, even if it's simply moving the needle 1% towards the direction of your legacy, because if we all focus on making an impact, the ripple effect we have together will truly make a difference. Hey, hey, Tiffany here. I would love to extend an invitation. If you loved the theme this month around connection, we talked about Alex around connecting to yourself. But what about connecting to other business owners that have the same values and the same vision as you? I'd love to extend the invitation and invite you to the next Legacy Lounge Networking Mixer, where my past clients like Alex and Megan. And amazing colleagues are all joining together, joining forces to network. So you may find your next business partner. You may next find your next client and or you may find partners to help promote your business. Now, this is only $17, which doesn't mean that it's for newbies at all. It's only for established business owners. However, when we talk about a rising tide raises all ships, we're in this to collaborate, I also think it's important that we're giving back. So we're going to donate all of the proceeds. My goal is to reach $500 of women buying $17 tickets. So we'll have a room full of really high level, amazing women to come together and we can also give back to an amazing cause. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, go ahead and check out the link for that below, along with the links for Alex's interview. And I hope I'll see you there. I would love to meet you in person if we're not already connected or reconnect with you then to take your business further because your net worth equals your net So this container is for you if you want to take your business to the next level and have fun while doing it because communities are the new social media. I don't know about you. I'm starting to really slow the scroll and stop being as present on social media. And I truly believe that coming together over Zoom in person, air quotes, is the best way to create our networks. So I hope to see you there. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.